This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. As the Nationals are struck away from franchise history and some World Series history. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! It's not a dream! It's not a desert mirage! It's Lord Stanley! And he is coming to Washington! Oh, great crossover. Got him. That's called getting put on skates. Down to two, down to one, and the Washington football team with the upset in Pittsburgh. Handing the Steelers their first loss of the season, coming back from 14-0 down. What a win. The show by the fans for the fans. Covering all four major sports in the District of Champions. It's the DC Crossover Podcast with your hosts, Mike Cerrone and Ben Simpson. Hello and welcome to another episode of the DC Crossover, episode 145. I am Ben Simpson. That is Mike Cerrone. Glad to have you with us for yet another installment of the program you can catch the show in a variety of ways uh of course on twitter at the dc crossover and at Cerrone 16 and then uh on tiktok dc crossover podcast on the talk as well as youtube we are we do have uh the show posted up on youtube dc crossover podcast there as we steadily approach the start of baseball season as well as march madness um, of course, locally here, George Mason, my George Mason Patriots, will have the five seed for the A-10 tourney. Uh, with, so they'll be playing on Wednesday this week. So I am definitely going to be tuning into that and all the conference tournaments going on as March Madness is almost here, man. I mean, I, yeah. I would say, you know, March Madness is always one of – it doesn't even matter how much college basketball you watch during the season – um, because you know, uh, with with college hoops, there's so many games going on all the time, so it right, could be tough right. to like follow everybody. But there is nothing quite like the first couple days of March Madness, where there's games tipping off like every 15 minutes or so, and you get that one part where it's like you're watching a buzzer beater to end this game, then you switch over to that game, and that game's close. <laughs> and the way all the apps work now is they 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 let you do multi screens and right. things like that for the games. And I mean, I remember in in school. Uh, like back in high school and things like that, I remember having my phone and be following the games, having the phone like hidden in the desk and watching <laughs> some of those like one o'clock tips and oh, things yeah. like oh, that. Because yeah. I mean, well, that's what it's it's. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like those first two days. I mean, the rest of the tournament's great, but those first two days where there's nonstop games, the field's still at now sixty eight teams, I guess. But um, you know, where there's just games going off nonstop all day long from. You know the the afternoon all the way up to like midnight. It's it's crazy, but it's the best. It's it's a sports fan's dream is those first couple days. Right. So uh, going back with uh, what you were mentioning is we're gonna hold off on the money line. I know everyone loves the money line, but we're gonna right. hold off on that until March Madness starts, which is probably gonna be what uh, might be by next episode. I think actually, um, or maybe. Right. Right. Or well, they got to do Selection Sunday. And so we'll do selection they're going to finish yeah. up the conference tournaments. I believe Selection Sunday will be next Sunday, and then the tourney will be starting not soon after that, So, or, or pretty soon after that. So I yeah. think uh, 
we're we're yeah, we're definitely going to be given some picks for that for sure. Right. So uh, yeah, that's that's going to be crazy. Yeah, I remember over the last March fourteenth few... looks like tournament begins. Uh, I think they probably do that first four right, or whatever so Tuesday the, the or whatever. Before. Yeah, it'll be on. Uh, yeah, March. It should be. 14th. It should be next. Yeah, next Tuesday. So it should be. Um, but uh, I mean, that's the funny thing is uh, I remember over the last few years um, getting a secondary monitor and putting it in my office, and yeah. while I'm teaching. Uh, I usually just like kind of poke my head in there and kind of see what the games are like and whatnot. And obviously, you got to throw your cash, um, you know, wh- while you're working, you got to throw your cash around because obviously, like you said, the games start at noon and you're sitting there and you're just like, I, I got to know what's going on. And I love, love, love the the whole entire fact, like you said, where they do the uh, multi screens where you can have like three games going on at once. Oh yeah, um, that's always fun. Uh, but it, it, I think the best thing is when you're watching a game and then all of a sudden you see like the the ticker on the top where it just sits there and says like, oh yeah, this game is th- this score or whatever. And you're like, oh, damn, yeah. I got to switch over to that game now. And it's always like, yeah, you, you got. It's usually like four different channels going, like True TV. There's channels you never would watch, <laughs> yeah, right, like True right. TV. I think the only thing on True TV is Impractical Jokers and like <laughs> you, nothing else. And so there's like weird channels like that. And then you just, yeah, you flip around. So the first four uh, games will be the, the March 14th and 15th. And then the actual official first round of play will be March 16th and 17th. Um, right. so, so yeah, it is, it is coming up with those first four games being nine days away. Um, hey, so we're, I, I we're also right there. Want, I want to say one thing real quick by, uh, so as you know, uh, I'm coaching baseball and, and whatnot. And of course, uh, the podcast came up and one of our former bosses who is coaching alongside with me, uh, you know, the kids asked him, because they knew that he knew me prior, what the podcast was, and he, and <laughs> oh, he was man. like, he's not a listener, obviously. Right. He, well, yeah, he, why he, would he, he could care less? Uh, he he's like, I don't know, DC something. I was like, dude, and he started laughing when he was saying. It. I said, w- why are you telling them this? Like, I don't want to know. I don't want them to know what's going on, and and because no. I don't want them to go and listen to it and all of a sudden start like throwing shade and saying like, man, you guys suck. One star reviews. Yeah, yeah, one star reviews and all this kind of stuff. I mean, like. The Predators can only do so much for us on YouTube to the point where right. if I have a whole entire baseball team going there and like basically, you know, saying like these guys blow and all these. It's like, <laughs> so it, I, I need to make sure that this stays hidden. I told him I'd tell him at the end of the season, but I'm hoping they forget. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's the thing. You got to remember, sure. <laughs> these are high school kids. Like, they're not going to remember anything. So, they're, there's, you know, they're not going to be able to find. Uh, you know, they're not going to find this. And even if they do, yeah, like you said, hopefully they just. Oh, by the way, the Predators, I guess, changed their profile to where it's an actual name. So it's this guy's name, and oh, I'm not boy. like, I'm not putting him on blast because like that's what his name is on his own account. Will Easton apparently is the Predators. Will so, Easton, and he has thirty-two subscribers and no video. So I don't understand. That sounds so really familiar. Guy. I gotta go. Yeah, on, I don't, I'm gonna go on Facebook and see if I know this guy. I, that sounds like a really familiar name. Yeah, you should look him up because yeah, I don't know, but the, he he. And for those who are just joining, this is a guy who's like left a bunch of different comments over the months. Um, you know, saying like "nice work" and "nice" and things like that. I mean, super, super great, uh, super nice thing for him to do. But it's like we've always wondered, like, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> I mean, nobody watches this show. Will uh, Easton. He's a here's a musician, and he is E A E A S T I N. Oh, T I N. Okay. Yeah, wow. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Will Easton. E- I mean, now we're just. I mean, again, his name is on his profile, so I'm not like giving it out uh, Easton. when I shouldn't. But uh, yeah, but he's a Nashville guy. George, he's a Predators. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, there. Will, Will, that's Will Eastman. Uh, that's. I mean, there's all. We'll have to do the research on this. We're we need somebody on the case because yeah, I need to know yeah, this guy. Well, regardless, he's like our number one. Fan, well, so. remember when we were doing the drinking show and we had that one girl that was like, "Hey." And we were, and we were just oh, like, yeah, I thought he was your friend, and then you thought it was my friend, and we were like, we don't know who this person is. Yeah, <laughs> and they never responded and back. They never responded again. Uh, a lot to get to <laughs> on this episode, by the way. We've got uh, Nats. We're gonna do a little uh, as as the regular season is approaching fast. Um, so we will start doing some preview stuff uh, starting today. We'll, we'll talk a little bit pitchers preview for the season. Um, you know, some caps news and some snacks to try. I'm excited to tell Mike about the snack that I brought. Um, but Sultan I returns first, too. 
Oh, and the Sultan of Seltzer will be back as well. Oh, I, I got your theme music at the ready. Um, but I didn't want to ask about your your weekend, your your excursions out into the world. Any good uh, food experiences this weekend? So last night uh, we ventured out to Fair Oaks, and we went to a place called Breakers. Now you might have heard yes, of it. Yes, I've heard of Breakers, um, and and, and I, I've heard of it before. I've never been there. Uh, and it's Korean barbecue. And this is Jess's first experience doing a Korean barbecue. I have only done it once before. I always have like this one because I know how to cook and I know how to like, you know, grill and all that kind of stuff. But the, the biggest thing about going to a Korean barbecue place is you're always a little worried, a little tentative. Like, is this really done or am I going to get food oh, poisoning? So it's, it's a style where they have the, the grill, the the grill like at your table. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Got it. So, uh, so you're always a little worried about that, but it was fun. Sure. So, because you're like, I'm not the chef, you know, <laughs> and and like, but like the food is directly in front of you, and I feel like so. I, my question for you on on this place is, so I've been to Korea. It's been a long time, but when I've been at Korean barbecue places, they will occasionally check in. Yes. On the meat. But it's not like they're consistently watching it. So, like, it's almost like it's on you, the customer, to be yep, like, yep. you know, hey, if you feel like it's done and you want to pull it, you pull it. Um, is it Was it similar at this place? So, I'm going to get right into it. Okay, right. let's and, do it. And I literally texted Ben immediately. And mind you, it was about it was about 10 minutes into dinner where I told right. Jess, I said, I, I have to text Ben about this. Because uh, <laughs> it was like, it was, it was, oh man. Okay. So we walk in there, right? We get seated. This waiter, his name is Danny. And he sits there and he literally looks like he just got out of geometry class in 10th grade. The guy looks so young and it looks like his first job ever. Right. So he asks, of course, the first thing is, uh, can I get you guys something to drink? And simple, uh, easy question. Yeah, you know, simple, easy, normal starter question. And uh, and so she's looking at the menu, and I'm and I'm saying, can I get a a, a a double rum and diet? And the guy just like looks at me. Oh no! And, <laughs> and he just looks at me, and then I was I was like, like, did you get that? <laughs> like he just like it was like a staring contest, and he just like looks at me and says, what? And I said, can I get a double Oof. rum and diet? And he's like, he kind of like just nods his head. I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. Uh, that was kind of odd. So then she says, can I have a Bahama Mama? And, I, and the guy was like, okay. So then he goes over. And he's not writing any of this stuff down, by the way. He's just yeah, like, that's always nerve wracking. Yeah, it's always like, there's some waiters ugh. where you can tell like they've been doing this a while. Like they're they're gonna be able to rem- remember no problem. They might have like a me- memorization system in their head or whatever. But when it's like a young a young guy or girl, and you're like, ah, they're not writing it down. I mean, yeah. how that's the thing. It's like how hard is it to just carry around the notepad and write down the order? Like that's not right. embarrassing. Right. I, I want you to do that. <laughs> like you know, my, like, my, mind you, all the waiters and waitresses there were like high schoolers, and the, and there was at least. 10 of them for like eight tables. They were just like oh, r- yeah. running around and it was just so, so it was so chaotic. Meanwhile, you hear in the background, cause I mean, I just kept hearing this walkie talkie and like just yelling in the, in the walkie talkie. Oh, I'm like, no. what is going on here? And it was just so chaotic. This so, guy's asking for a double rum and diet. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and we sat there for about 10 minutes and then uh, he comes back and he doesn't have anything in his hands. Uh, and I was like, oh, boy. And he says, I don't know too much about alcohol. What What did you want? Oh, no. I said. Ask the question. When he, when you <laughs> order it, he should ask you. Like, if he doesn't know what that is, that's okay. But just ask. Be like, yeah. what, like what, did, what did you what did you want? Like, I'm not sure what that is. You know, like, what is he right. doing? Right. And, 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 it was, and it was 10 minutes, dude. 10 minutes. Meanwhile, you, know, you know what he did? You know what he did? He, you know he walked into the kitchen and just, like, stood there for 10 minutes just being like, I don't know what, what to do. What, <laughs> yeah, what, what, did he, what did he want? What, what, what did he, I forgot what he said. Um, and uh, the funny thing was that she didn't even get her drink. And her drink is like you go to the bartender and say, can I have a Bahama Mama or whatever the heck it is. Yeah, that, you that's know? pretty simple. It's like mine is more specific, um, but it's probably one of the most common drinks that you yeah, get for a mixer. It's not hard to understand what that is. So I'm sitting there, and, and I, said, I said, do you guys have rum? And he, was, he like looked at me again, and we had like another staring contest. And I'm like, dude, what is going on here? And he's looking at me, and he's like, uh, 
like I I don't I don't know. And I'm like, well, do you guys have Captain Morgan? And he's like, oh, let me go check. And he come he goes back and comes back. Meanwhile, she still is waiting for her damn drink. Like also. It, He's not the one making the drinks, correct? Exactly. So like, all he has to do is go, even if he doesn't know what he's saying, all he has to do is say it to the bartender, <laughs> yeah. and the bartender will be like, yeah, that's a, that's, a, that, that's a totally normal order. I can easily make this. <laughs> yeah, I can make that in literally less than 30 seconds. So all of a sudden, he comes back and says, we don't, we don't, uh, I, I don't think we have any captain. And I was like, okay. And then she's still waiting for her drink again. So I said, well, I look at the menu and I'm like, all right, I'll take a, I'll take a Jack and diet. How about that? Yeah. So, he, so he goes back and he brings two drinks. One is a water. It's not a Bahama Mama. <laughs> right. And the other one is a Diet Coke. And he hands me the Diet Coke and says, we don't have Jack Daniels. I mean, <laughs> what kind of place is this? I, I said, I said, what? So you brought me just the Diet Coke? <laughs> like, do you want me to mix it myself? I know I have to do the Korean barbecue bit, but I'm not going to mix a drink. I wouldn't by mind. Let's, he, he brings over a big old handle of Jack like, Daniels. Oh, man. It's like, yeah, I'll take that. But he says, I, we don't have any Jack Daniels left. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like looking at it, and and and, and I'm like, like I, I didn't know what to do. And I was I was just like so confused. Like, okay, so you at don't At that point, have... you got to just be like, give me a Bud Light. Like, at that point, you got to <laughs> exactly. just be like, give me a beer. Like, so, so, so he ends up literally. I, I don't know how it came up with this uh, 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 cru- cruising, cruising, or something like that. Uh, whatever, the, some, some type of rum. I don't know what the hell it is. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, they suggested it, or someone suggested it. I, I, it's I the only one him. that he knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and he so it li- literally brings it to me. Another five minutes goes by. Where's he, the Bahama Mama? I'll tell you that in a second. He brings me that right, and I think like his mom or someone is like the manager, oh, and God. she and she looks over uh, and says like, "How is everything going?" or something like that, and and she, and and Jess looks over and says. Well, I ordered miso soup, and uh, I I think I ordered a Bahama Mama a while back, and she was like, "Oh, okay, okay, okay." So she like goes over, and all of a sudden, I hear the walkie-talkie in the background. Bahama Mama, right now! <laughs> and they were like yelling, and I started laugh. I was dying. And I was, oh my I was, and I was, God. and she didn't hear it. And I said, "Did you not just hear that lady scream into the into the walkie talk?" And the wa- dude, the, it felt like the walkie talkie, the walkie talkie was behind my head. Like I could <laughs> hear everything insane. that was going on. And all of a sudden, so she goes and grabs the Bahama Mama, brings it back, and says, "Oh, someone must have took the other one." And we were like, "It's been twenty five minutes. Like someone must have this took is... the other one." So. Of course, this kid yeah, literally goes back and 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 then comes back after the Bahama Mama and says, "What kind of meat would you guys like?" And we say, "Well, we'll take this all-you-can-eat thing or whatever, like typically would you get." And uh, we said, "We'll get these two types, and then uh, we'll get uh, f- uh, fried rice and uh, chicken fried rice." And then he looks at me and says, "What do you want?" And I, and I was like. Well, we're supposed to order the same thing. That's what it says on the menu. Like, you order the same stuff for the table. <laughs> and I was like, I'll take the same. And he just, like, looks at me. Another staring contest for, like, 17, 17 seconds. And then, like, he just does – he didn't get what was going on. It, and, and we never saw him until the check came the, the rest of the night. The Literally, going back to what you said earlier, the, right. man, the manager lady is basically cooking the food for us. And it was so silent. Because like oh, I hate that. It, it, it was it was nerve wracking to me, so I had to keep drinking my some some type of mix, whatever the hell they Your gave diet me, Coke. And my diet coke. <laughs> and they, and she's like sitting there, just like you know, cutting all the meat and doing all. This. She's like, and then she's asking, well, she's furious, like her son's in the back getting beaten to death like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for not bringing the Bahama Mama. <laughs> and and then and then she's like, I'm sitting there, and uh, and of course they bring you like these sharp scissors that you can cut the meat up with, right, right, which right. is fine, okay, yeah, yeah, but. They didn't give us enough dishes, so I'm sitting there like like putting my plate as like all the foods coming on uh, or out of the grill, and I'm, I'm putting it on my plate, and then then they're just like taking all the dishes and not giving us any more. And all of a sudden, like they're the, the the one Danny kid ended up coming back and bringing all these 
small little fixing plates or something like fixins that have all like i don't even know like bean sprouts and all this other kind of yeah, I'm like, yeah i'm like there's well, like, like yeah, cucumbers yeah. i'm like he's bringing me all this extra crap and i'm like what is this guy doing like <laughs> the table was full of all those extra fixins and i'm sitting there trying to cook meat this would have given me an anxiety attack dude, like, <laughs> you would you would hate it i know you would hate it and yeah. all of a sudden like so so uh, for a, d- a couple of different types of meat like jess would pick it up with the tongs and i'd cut it Pick it up, right. cut it. Pick it up, cut it. And we and, and we just tag team it real quick, and then all of a sudden, the I'm doing it with my left hand because I have the damn chopsticks in my right hand. And she comes over and and looks at me and says like, "Are you left-handed?" And I said, "No." And she's like, "Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it." And I was like, "What?" Like I, I'm I'm still cutting the meat. I like it's it's not like it's a like this is it, the worst. This is the worst. I hate and, this. And I hate she's like, about this. and and she's looking and she's like, uh, are you are you not left-handed? I'm like, no. I'm I'm just I'm just cutting it because I have the chopsticks in my in my right hand. And she's like, okay, I'll do it. You're holding the st- the scissors the wrong way and this. And I'm like, uh, okay. Like I'm I, it's like she just took the scissors out of my hand and I'm like, oh, this is so awkward. And then like next time we're going to Outback. <laughs> like, yeah, we're yeah. not doing and, this. And, and then and then the, then the late then like the uh, the lady looks at Jess and says like Are you left handed? She's like Yeah, I'm left handed. She's like Oh, that's so neat. That's so awesome. And I'm like This is so weird. Like can you? Just, <laughs> and, and then she must have came over. And she just and, pulls out the walkie talkie. Just screams like <laughs> He's not left handed. He's not left handed. <laughs> <laughs> and she like cooked the entire meal for us because I think she was so pissed that. The guy, her son or, or nephew or something like that, right. was was literally just screwing up everything. And then meanwhile, we're we're pretty much full at this point. So we're 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 just like, all right, because the pictures there were only like thirteen bucks, which is actually crazy. So we're sitting there and we're just, we're, we're ha- we have a we ended it with a picture of Blue Moon, and we're sitting there. And literally, we order the picture of Blue Moon, and then the Danny guy just randomly appears again with the check, and just and we're like. Uh, I guess we're done. <laughs> like he just, he just like sat there and just like gave us a check and just walked away. We put the and we're like I guess we're paying, so we paid. He grabs the the, the card, goes and swipes it, comes back, and then literally puts it down, walks away, and says, "Have a nice day." And it's like I'm like this th- th- this kid is all over the place. Like, he's got to be like you said, like he's got to be somebody's kid. Like yeah. there's no way that like <coughs> he. Went like trained, <laughs> like he got not trained. A, not at all. Zero percent chance. Yeah, and it, it was just, it was just so awkward the entire time. I mean, the first part, the alcohol part, was the funniest, but the whole entire time it was just awkward. Cause like when we're putting the meat in the grill, the lady was like, you could just tell the lady had like a telescope uh, from a far distance, just right. watching my every move. Because <laughs> whenever I I grab the tongs to move something, she like was like. Zipping right over there like a freaking roadrunner and just grab it out of my hand and starts cutting the meat up. And it makes and you feel like you're like it, like that you're either like an idiot or like that you're like a child because like you know it's like they come over. I mean, and I my experience was. Uh, it's kind of the same thing where yeah the words like they come over and they're they're like doing it for you and you're like no no i like i understand how cooking things work like i don't right, right. You know, I can I understand do it when the meat is done but i, I it's a, it's such a st- strange experience it's such a unique thing like there's not many i mean cuz you go to like a hibachi place like they're cooking it in front of you but they're clearly cooking it like it's part right. of the experience right. you're not, you're not having to be like all right let me cut it with scissors like it's very different right. it's very different it, it was just odd because like then she was asking like is is this how you guys want it? And I'm like, like, are you the chef? Like, what what is this? Like, it was just so so weird. Yeah, I hate that. But I, like, uh, our go to spot, as you know, is Otani's right. uh, over there off of Fifty. That place is is money. Now, yeah, you have some some odd characters that go in there to eat. Uh, you know, a full family there that's like like going. It's like it's like they just won the World Series when the guy does a little the choo choo train. Oh uh, yeah, choo choo so, tosses you volcano. Shrimp. Oh man, I'm all about the shrimp. But that's yeah. it, it. Was just I mean, it was just odd. I mean. I, I've never been to a place where the waiter or waitress just didn't know how to order yeah, a drink. That's insane. Like you literally looked he looked at me, like I said, for like twelve seconds or something like that, and was like like what? All like, he had to do was be like, Yeah, what did you I don't understand what that is. Like that's that's insane. It's that's, easier no, to that, say that it would, right right outright. I mean, come on, yeah, now, don't wait yeah. ten minutes in the back and like like start sweating back there, like what, what did that guy say? I hate it. No, I would I would lose my mind. At that point I would have been like, We gotta get out of here. Like we can't stay here. Like this is well, as soon as I hear the screaming and the walkie talkie, I'm like, We're out, we're gone. Like I can't I can't I mean it was here. the that was the best part, man, when she was like, 
that's just great i love i love it every time i mean every week you've got some new just restaurant experience there's that's what happens i guess when you leave your house i don't know what that's like (laughs) uh let's uh let's get into some baseball talk here the washington nationals we're gonna talk a little gnats here as i mentioned earlier on with the season approaching, I mean, the Nats' uh, first opening game is the end of this month, March 30th. So we're 25 days away, a little over three weeks away from opening day. Uh, and we've talked about on the show how, look, we're not super, super excited for the Nats this year. They're, they are anticipated to be really, really bad, as we know. But there is, with baseball, it's one of those weird sports where you're like, hey, we got six months to go. Yeah, anything can happen, right? Like, hey, maybe they'll come out of the gates and be hot, and then like next, you know, maybe they'll be in the mix. Uh, they won't, but we'll just go in with some optimism. So we're gonna the way we're gonna do these uh, preview episodes here. We're gonna start with the pitchers today, and uh, we're just gonna go through. I mean, we're not gonna dive into this super deep, but uh, we're just gonna go through the the projected rotation. Uh, talk a little bit about you know who we're excited to see, blah blah blah. Uh, we'll look at the bullpen as well a little bit here and there, um, and then obviously you know there's some injured guys too. Of course, the main one being Steven Strasburg. When who knows we're gonna see him again? Uh, but yeah, so the the rotation. At least this is the projected starting rotation, and things can obviously change. But right now it's looking at uh, Josiah Gray, Patrick Corbin, Trevor Williams, Cade Cavalli, and Mackenzie Gore. Three righties, two lefties, um, with Cavalli and Gore being with, – with, with Gray, Cavalli, and Gore all being 25 and under age-wise. Um, so and, – and Corbin and Williams being kind of the veterans on the squad. So I guess right off the bat – when you look at the young core, those three, in Gray, Cavalli, and, and Gore, um, I guess my, my first question for you, and I'll, and I'll give you my thoughts, of those three, who are you most excited to see pitch this year uh, for like you know a, a full season, in theory, hopefully? I mean, uh, right now, Cavalli and Gore projected to get 23 starts. Josiah Gray projected at 29. I don't really know. Maybe uh, Fangraphs thinks that, you know, Cavalli or Gore might get hurt, or I don't know what, what why the, the game started uh, projections are lower than like Corbin and Gray or whatever. I guess because those those guys are higher in the rotation, I guess. But who who of the three between Gray, Cavalli, and Gore, you're like, hey, like this is a guy I'm interested in tuning in this year. The the biggest one that I have, I don't know if it's a soft spot, if you want to call it that. Um, but my, my my biggest thing is when everyone's looking at Mackenzie Gore as being one of the new the newcomers and Kay Cavalli, who we've talked about now for a couple of years, I, I'm still hooked on on Josiah Gray. I'm honestly right. hooked on him because honestly, we've seen some really good starts from him. Yes, okay, last year his ERA in 28 starts was 5.02, but of course the wheels were just falling off left and right when it comes to the season. But now when you have a nice, um, I guess you could say a nice outlook of how this season is going to go they're not going to have a lot of pressure on them because you think about it and say okay yes you want to perform well you want to go out there and try to win for your team and and try to make the playoffs and all that kind of stuff but right now we know almost a 99.9 chance uh, percent chance that we're not going to make the playoffs so when you're looking at it that alleviates a lot of pressure from some of these starters. Now, Patrick Corbin, who knows what's going on with that guy? Strasburg, you know, I mean, like you said, who knows when we're going to see him next? But when you're looking at some of these young guys, this is a time that you're going to go out there and be in a developmental season. Yes, Josiah Gray last year, like I said, didn't have the best uh, ERA, and, you know, he had a little bit too many walks and different things of that nature. But when you're looking at it, I just think, in general, I think his ERA is going to be a lot lower than what people are projecting. Right now, Fangrass is projecting his ERA at 4.74, which I don't think it's going to be that high. I think it's more so going to be high threes. Um, because again, he, he's, he's a fireball. He can throw it in there pretty quick. And obviously the faster you throw, the farther it goes when they hit it, uh, as you can see with Scherzer and Strasburg of late. Um, but you're looking at it and just saying that Josiah Gray is one of those guys that we got in a big time trade. And it's, I, it's one of those guys also that you can look at and say, 
he's going to be a starter for us for the next five years at least. So we need to see some improvement from him in a season where the expectations are very, very low. The pressure is very, very low. And a lot of these teams are going to think, oh, it's the Nats. You know, we can easily go win the series two games to one or whatever that is. Uh, so I just think that Josiah Gray, in my opinion, has to show something this year because people just keep overlooking him as well. People think, oh, you know, we we got too little for Trey Turner or we got too little for this guy and Juan Soto and all. Like Josiah Gray was supposed to be one of the top prospects, the pitching prospects in the entire major leagues uh, a couple years ago. So you're looking at it and saying this guy is a big time projection, and we've seen him pitch now for a decent amount of time. But when you're looking at it and you know you're not going to win, then like I said before, it alleviates that pressure of trying to go out there and shut down teams left and right. You're not expected to make the playoffs. So go out there, pitch your game. If you have a bad game, go talk to the pitching coach, work on some things, do different things left and right. We're going to have a plethora of pitchers, I think, this year starting games for us, kind of like the last couple seasons. So go out there and just fix whatever you need to fix. Use this season as a fixing your mistakes or fixing whatever you want to call it and make sure that this season is a productive season, not a all-star type season, but you want to make sure it's a productive season. So coming in the next few years when some of these younger guys that we traded for and so on and so forth are coming up and we actually need you to perform, you already fixed those kinks and and all those uh, broken pieces that are in your game. So right now, I think Josiah Gray has to be the answer of who are you most excited to see. And right now, Josiah Gray, for me, is my favorite to watch right now for the pitching Yeah, side. the the projections, It's there's kind of a mix um, in the different projection models. Most of them have uh, Gray somewhere in that kind of mid-fours type ERA expected. But the, 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 the one thing that <clears throat> that I like looking at as well is the three-year projections for, for guys like Gray. Right, and, right. Um, you know, f- keep in mind too, he's still really young. I mean, twenty-five. Seriously, um, yeah. And he's only has uh, what one full uh, season under his belt in the majors. Um, so, uh, twenty-eight starts last year. So, I-, I think you know when you look at the the projections for him uh, over the next few years, uh, and who knows, these are just projections, but they are showing progress like right now zips has him you know going down by you know 2025 has a you know 4.2 era and he's worth a couple wins from a war perspective and um i think the long-term projections say like hey he can be a steady rotation guy for his whole career and maybe even make an all-star team or two so he is definitely thought of uh, still having some really solid potential you mentioned you know great fastball uh good slider as well he graded really high you know when he was coming out of uh minor leagues so yeah i i I agree because josiah gray when you look at this list and like of of this rotation and josiah gray is the guy to me where it's like this is the guy who's could be the anchor for your staff right for the next you know half a decade or more um because he is still young, but if he, if he can give you full season after full season, he can give you, like you said, mid threes or high threes from an ERA standpoint, um, decent numbers everywhere else. Like that's the type of guy that you would love to have year in and year out um, on your team. And and so I, I think, you know, Kate Cavalli, we don't know what we're going to get from him yet. Uh, he only really pitched in, I think, one game in the majors last year and everything else was in the minors. Uh, he's projected to do even better than Josiah Gray in his first MLB season this year. He's projected at 4.3 ADRA and 23 starts. Um, he did have some some good stats in the minors. So, well, well, that's all to be determined because we don't we haven't seen a full season from Cavalli. We have seen a full season from Gray. Mackenzie Gore, kind of a similar boat where this is a guy who's banged up a bit. He has pitched in the majors, um, but he was banged up a bit last year and uh, dealing with injuries and things like that. Uh, projections look kindly on him as well. 4.25 ERA. Right now, he's projected to have the lowest ERA of the staff of the, of the starting five guys. Uh, nice to have a lefty in there as well, especially young lefty. He's the youngest on this staff at exactly 24 years old. Um, but I'm with you. I think when it comes to this group, Josiah Gray is the guy where you're like, 
we he could be the face of this pitching staff. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, for moving forward, of course, if Steven Strasburg ever comes back, that that's obviously different. Trevor Williams is a guy in this list. There were he's, he was a free agent signed. I think it's like a, a short contract. He's basically here for like, hey, kick the tires. Um, you know, give you give this team some innings. If he does anything halfway decent, they'll they'll flip him at the deadline, sort of thing. But and then Corbin, we're just kind of locked into for for forever. It seems like um, because I mean, he's, you, you just have to use this season like i said yeah as a productive developmental season because again we don't think this season's gonna go anywhere i don't think anyone does. right right so if you're you know if you don't have your your head so far up your ass that you you can be a realist in this sense i mean go out there and just pitch use this as like scrimmages because honestly who cares if you go out there and you lose you know you know a hundred 15 games. I don't care. Yeah, everyone expects you to. Everyone is expecting this team to be have one of the worst records in baseball. It's going to be like them in Pittsburgh. <laughs> it's, right. Know, and, and, it's, and think about it. If, yeah. if, if we already have the second overall pick coming up. So you think about mm-hmm. it and say, okay, well, hmm. If we lose a lot of a lot of uh, you know games again, then we're going to have that uh, once again a nice high pick, and then you just revamp. This is what exactly what we did with Steven Strasburg right. and Bryce Harper, and look how many years we were in the NLDS or whatever it may be. I think it was like I don't know five years out of seven seasons or something of that nature. Um, so you're just looking at it and saying that. When you revamp and you don't have the money like the Yankees or the Dodgers and you can just buy players, you have to do that. And right now, that's what we're doing because who knows what the ownership situation is going to be here in the next two years or something like that. So honestly, if you get another low or excuse me, a high pick uh, and, and you have a low season and just develop these guys, I mean, again, Yes, it sucks to lose. Everyone knows it sucks. It's terrible. We don't want to watch baseball like that. But again, I think we said it last year. This is a season where guys like us who love to watch the developmental of uh, the mm-hmm. development of of CJ Abrams or Joey Manessis or whoever it may be, you, you need to see that this is a positive season for for the Nats. It's not a, just a oh doom and gloom. We're gonna suck. No, it's a season where we're gonna have multiple guys that are gonna go out there and like I said, use this as like a scrimmage season. Use this as oh I'm gonna get some time underneath my belt. I'm going to go out there, fix what I need to fix, and make sure I develop as a player and see if I can be here for the future of this team. Because, again, we have players like on the on the starting pitching staff that you mentioned that are new to this team and that are young. And we need to have the, you know, the number five, uh, I guess you could say the number five, uh, uh, what am I trying to think, the number five, uh, farm system, li- yeah, farm system. Yeah. I do. I was losing my train of thought there for a second, trying to figure out what, it, what I was trying to say. The number one, number five farm system from number thirty or whatever we had to now number five. We got to show that we can develop those guys and right. make sure that in two years, uh, you know, we're back in it. I mean, we're back after it and winning 89, 90 games, ninety plus, whatever it may be, and say, hey, we got one of the youngest systems and the in the youngest teams out here. And we're going to be like the Rays, and we're going to be like teams like that that go out there with all these young guys and just whoop up on on these older teams that that everyone's just buying nowadays. So I, I just don't understand the uh, the the outlook of some certain people. Now, it's a very low percentage of people that are saying like, oh, this is going to suck. and this uh, Yeah, it's going to suck, but you got to look at the bright side at some at some point. Yeah, no, you do. You have to figure out what and, – and like, look – like there are certain guys here that Patrick Corbin's not going to get worse than last year. Six thirty one ERA. Like I mean, he was that was a career worst. Um, he had steadily been getting worse since twenty nineteen, where that twenty nineteen season he was great. Everything else, it was four sixty six the year after that, five eighty two in twenty twenty one, and then six thirty one last year. You got to think at some point he's going to be able to turn the corner. He's not going to be as bad. Josiah Gray was over a five ERA last year. You got to think that he's going to be sub five. He's going to be somewhere in the fours, maybe even in the threes, like you said. So there, there are some guys here where. Uh, and and a, a guy like Cade Cavalli, he may struggle. He might not have a yeah. great season, but you, you don't expect that out of a 24-year-old who's making his first full season. So uh, I, I think there's going to be some moments here, but I also expect things to be, um, and this may be just hopeful, but I feel like it can't get worse. <laughs> like I, I feel right, like, right. again, Corbin and Gray will have better seasons than they did last year. So that will be a bright spot. Cavalli will be fun to watch because he is young and he's we've heard about him for years and years and years mm-hmm. now. And then Mackenzie Gore, that's a big question mark because 
playing in the West Coast, a lot of Nats fans probably really didn't get to see Mackenzie Gore pitch much at all. It's an exciting question mark. Diego. Exciting question mark. Exactly, exactly. And, and like he could be what we hoped Patrick Corbin would still be at this point. But he's young. He's only 24, too. So there's a lot to like there. Um, so we'll see there. And then the other thing um, on the pitching side is the, the bullpen is not that bad. I mean, when you go back to the 2022 stats, and I'm looking through and I'm seeing guys like – Kyle Finnegan, who's been on this staff for, uh, <clears throat> I think, three years now. I mean, 3.51 ERA last year in 2022. That's a pretty solid, darn, darn solid ERA. Carl Edwards Jr. had a 2.76 ERA last year out of the bull, bullpen. Uh, Hunter Harvey, 2.52. Um, uh, Erasmo Ramirez, 2.92. Paulo Espino, 4.84. But he was usually a mop-up guy. Like They usually would throw him out there when Corbin gave up seven runs in the first couple innings, and then Espino would have to pitch the next five. So, uh, But in general, this team did not have a bad bullpen staff last year. Um, and so there's a bright spot if we're looking at, at some of these. It, it is that, like, hey, the, the pen is not terrible um, uh, in theory. And... Uh, the the starting staff, I, I there are some bright spots here. If if what if what if Cade Cavalli is a rookie of the year, you know, right. and and and, yeah. and what if Josiah Gray is able to turn the corner? Maybe he is able to locate his fastball better and not give up home runs every first inning. Uh, what if Corbin refines the form that he had three years ago? There are some what ifs here that the optimists in us are saying. Look, we're not saying World Series or anything, but. Who knows? With these extra wild card spots and things like that, I know the division is really, really strong, so that's going to make it tough. But now with the new balanced schedule, you're not playing your division as much as you have in years past because now the way the schedule is, you're playing every single team in the league twice. Uh, one uh, and, and so, you know, there there may be some opportunities here where maybe the Nats can make some noise. And if not, then it's okay to be bad because you can, you, you can get another good pick. But... Um, you know, Finnegan is, is a bright spot on this staff. There's some guys here that we're interested to see that we've just gotten. You know, Alex Colome was a free agent signing from Colorado. We don't really know what we're going to get there. Um, you know, uh, so, so yeah. And then there's like a Rule 5 guy here and Thaddeus Ward. But I, I – and then Strasburg is a big question mark. That's the thing. It's like, what are we going to get out of this guy? Right, uh, so, right. yeah, I, I think the, the situation is not as dire as some fans are making it sound like, I feel like. Yeah, I think that honestly, when you're looking at it, I mean, again, we're looking at Fangraphs right now, and Fangraphs has Josiah Gray in the top 100 starting pitchers. Which, yeah. if you look at it, I mean, everyone wants to say, "Oh, he's he's not that great. He's not that great." But again, he's 26 years old, and the guy's going to go out there, or 25 years old, and he's going to go out there and basically develop even more. And if he's only, I mean, the only way he can go is up. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Also, you're looking at it and saying. On this starting rotation, Josiah Gray was the second highest draft pick. The second right. highest draft pick in the entire starting rotation. Patrick Corbin was the worst with the second round, the 80th pick. So you're looking at it and saying that Josiah Gray is not a, oh, everyone's looking at him as like a Steven Strasburg. Oh, we traded him and we traded for him and we got to we got we got to make sure that he goes out there and pitches a 2.3 ERA and has a million strikeouts and and uh, doesn't do anything else wrong. It's like you have to understand something. This guy again was drafted in the second round. Usually right. first rounders are the ones that are going to show you that they're Steven Strasburg. Those are the diamonds in the rough. Mackenzie mm-hmm. Gore is going to be a guy like that. He was drafted first round, third overall. So you're looking at it and saying, this guy is going to be something. And this guy is already projected as the 125th best starter. And he's only had what? I, I mean, I don't even know how many starts he's had. Cup of, co- cup of coffee. I mean, yeah, not, exactly. not much. Not much. So, 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 so when you're looking at you know certain pitchers and certain uh, development styles and whatnot, you, you never know because certain pitchers also, if you're drafted and then all of a sudden you go into a system that has not a lot of space for you, they're going to keep you in the minors. They're going to keep you down there and develop you and get you more time. But that's why you're looking at teams, uh, or excuse me, uh, players like Mackenzie Gore, who, again, was a very high draft pick. Kay Cavalli, very high draft pick. Uh, I mean, those guys are going to develop. And that's what I'm saying is that this season has to be a season of development. And also, when you're looking at Mike Rizzo, you have to also look at him going into the season saying, Similar to what we did last season, but a little bit of a tweak. The tweak is, again, 
We are going to, I'm going to keep repeating it. We're going to develop these guys that we've traded for, but then we're also going to try to squeeze out every uh, ounce of orange juice out of the orange of some of these guys to get them and trade them uh, so we can get even more prospects. Because the more prospects you have, the more you can just pick out of a bowl and find one that's going to work. Yes, if you get a bowl of prospects, sure, maybe there might only be three or four that, 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 that really, really, really pan out. But you've already had a great start with C.J. Abrams. That guy's going to be a stud. And yeah. you already have different guys like we already had before in Luis Garcia. He's going to be a good player, a good solid player for you for years to come. And then not to mention Kiba Ruiz, who is supposed to be one of the best young catchers in the game. Now, he's not an Adley Rutschman, but he's also going to go out there and play up to a standard for a young, talented catcher. So, in in, in my opinion... People just keep, you know, trashing Gray all the time, which pisses me off because, again, this guy wasn't projected to be Nolan Ryan or anything like that. And right now you have people like Fangraphs that are sitting there saying this guy, a top 100 pitcher, starting pitcher, is a pretty damn good pitcher. So I'm tired of people sitting there just trashing him left and right because if you look at it, if there's 30 plus teams and they all and if you have two, I mean, two or three good pitchers on almost every single staff for the most part, being under uh, in the top 100 is pretty damn good, if you ask me. Yeah, there, there's there's plenty of bright spots here. We'll get into the position players next week as well. There, there's there's definitely some excitement around some of these guys too. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're, we're we're hopeful. We're hopeful about this staff right. for sure. Let's let's get. But we'll, we'll get into the Caps' recent trades. I think next week because we're running a little little long. But uh, of course, you know, the Caps fans listening to the show, you know, of course. You know, some of these key guys like Lars Eller and Orloff and, and things like that are, are now gone. I, I I see on Twitter there's somebody's been doing where they've been showing the picture of the 2018 Stanley Cup team. Yeah, and right. they've been like graying out all the people that have been leaving. And there's only like f- something like four four members left in that team. It's really getting, getting low, which is sad. Uh, and the funny thing is the Caps are technically, I mean, they're still in the race right now. Like they're yeah. one of the four teams or so that are still uh, that are right below the two wildcard spots. And they still could find a way in, but uh, that's 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 going to be some talk for next week. Uh, let's do uh, a little little snack review time. What the hell is that? I mean, it tastes like a stuffing that you'd stick in the ass end of a turkey. Seafood crepe. Yeah, that's seafood crap. When you take a bite of that cod, it's almost like you've got a breaded condom in your mouth. It's like it's been left out for days, and it's been attacked by cats. Dry and tasteless. It's dry, it's dry. How dry that is. Bland as anything. It is bland. Bland. There's no seasoning in there. Everything's bland. Bland. It's bland. Pasta's bland. I don't even think he likes the water. Little snack review time, as we like to do on this program. Uh, and because you have a snack, right? It's not just the seltzer. No, I don't have a snack. Oh, I, you, oh, oh, you I have, have the snack. snack. Okay, okay, okay. Got <laughs> I have the seltzer. You have the snack. Got it. I, I have the snack. You have the seltzer. So Indeed. this is this is like a a, a brief snack review here because oh, this is kind of a surprise. So I last night uh, I I went with the Papa when it comes to dinner pizza. I did, did a little Papa John's order last. Night. You gotta get the extra sauce, by the way. The extra sauce for oh, Papa John's. Oh, the, oh. The extra, no, no. Are you are you talking to a rookie here? <laughs> what it makes I, me want to take my about? clothes off. I, yeah, oh, yeah, no, that's my new line for I'd every like episode. Like to do some nasty things with that sauce. Um, <laughs> No, no, I, I get, I get the extra sauce for sure. I did last night. Um, so, uh, and I was starving because I, I didn't really eat much of a lunch. So I was like, not only did I get, get the extra sauce, but I also ordered like the garlic parm breadsticks or whatever. Money, and then, uh, which oh. and then dip, dipping those into the garlic sauce. It's like, Jesus. oh, those are great. But then what I also noticed on this menu was this item called Oreo cookie Papa bites. Ah. Michael. They are described as eight sweet bites of Oreo cookie wrapped in our original fresh dough and drizzled in icing, baked fresh and served with cream cheese icing dipping sauce on the side. So this is what this thing looks like. Wow. It is dough stuffed with Oreo and like there's icing on it and everything. Jesus. Uh, I'm showing this to the camera, by the way. So this is another incentive for those to watch on YouTube is to catch this. So... Or the talk. I, or the talk. Uh, yeah, the talk. DC Crossover Podcast on the talk. So Oreo cookie papa bites, Mike. I'm going to take uh, – I, I, well, I had a bite or two last night. 
I don't really remember my initial thoughts because I was just scarfing these things down. <laughs> so I'll give you a good full review here on the show. So I'm okay. going to take some bites of this and, and get back to you here. That honestly looked really good because if it's a soft dough and they got a little bit of icing on there and then it's kind of like a it's kind of like a like a Oreo creamed filling, now that's money because anything Oreo as we've said on this show many many times is delectable. I mean it is just like a godsend. Oreos I mean I don't even know what to say about them cuz I mean yeah, I mean he's showing it to us on the camera again and it's those things. My god. Wow. Again, that's my new phrase for this show is I want to take my clothes off for certain things, and I mm -hmm. would for that. So here's the thing about <laughs> these filling. It's not just an Oreo icing filling. Like It is Oreo cookies in here, like uh, crumbled, crumbled up. Yeah. And they have this dr the, the drizzle on it. I did not bring up the cream cheese icing uh, dipping sauce with me, um, but I'm sure that would add some to it. I, I would think this almost tastes to me. It's like a, it's like a cinnamon roll Oreo type okay. type of deal. Um, it doesn't have uh, like the cinnamon flavor or anything, but it, it's got the dough, it's got the drizzle, and it's got this Oreo in here. Right. This is now now I'm this is being served at room temperature. I believe when they arrived last night, like they were warm. Like the idea is they were like coming out of the oven or whatever, and then right. they're ready to go. I almost like it at this temp better than I liked it hot, because when it's hot. It, 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 it's kind of weird to eat like a hot Oreo in a way. Like I'm, I've never had like fried Oreo stuff or whatever. Yeah. Um, but this is Mike. This is damn good. Like you need to you need to buy one of these. So it's from, it's, buy, from it's from Papa, right? It's from the Papa Oreo Cookie Papa Bites. And I, I spotted this because they have this bite section on the menu now, Ooh. where it's not it's not just the Oreos. The Brookie. Um, these are brand new. These are brand new. Oh, so they, but it's weird. So here's the three Papa bites they have: Oreo, then they have chicken parm Papa bites, oh, and then they have jalapeno Papa bites. Eh, um, the chicken but parm the chicken I'd be parm all over that. Looks pretty good. The Oreo. So this is, I mean, this is brand new. I had not even seen commercials on this, but it just says even on the menu it has a little new logo next to it. So I, I, I'm telling you, if I had to rate these, I mean, this is probably like four or five. Damn. I mean, I mean, this is because again, there's chunks of Oreo here. There's the icing. The bread is able to kind of keep it all contained. Yeah. And there's even there's even some white, like when if you see, it's hard, I'm trying to get my camera to focus, but that right. white aspect up here, like that's Oreo white, like Oreo cream. Oh no uh, way! In, in there, that's the Jeez. stuff. Look at look, oh, that's that stuff. That's the stuff. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I had I love the stuff, man. The stuff, especially with its wow. one F. When, it, when, when they spell stuff with the incorrect spelling, you know it's going to be good. And that's what it is. I mean, you know what? I would love to try the chicken parm ones, but those are just like – that's something that you just eat. You have to have like one or two before bed, and then you just sleep like a baby. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. And like, <laughs> uh, man, that was so good. I, I, and, and because I was – normally my dessert move – with Papa John's is the the cookie pizza thing where it's like a cookie yeah. and it's got this like the six individual cookie bites or whatever that's always money um i i have never gotten the double chocolate chip brownie before that looks yeah. like that's on the menu i've never had that or the cinnamon pull aparts uh but these oreo cookie papa bites 4.5 out of 10 unbelievable Dude, i'm telling you right now that oh i got to sneeze hold on Oh, <laughs> okay. I held it in. Um, Unbelievable. So I have to tell you one thing. My mom ended up making like cinnamon pull apart bread or something like that. And dude, it was like having a cinnamon roll with extra cinnamon, whatever on it or something of that nature, whatever, right. whatever the hell it's called. And dude, that I didn't tell my mom. How, I, I had to ask her how to make it. Because then I'm going to tell you, dude, it was... No, cinnamon, cinnamon cinnamon, and bread, for some reason, just like, is like the greatest thing on the earth. <laughs> like, it, was like, it was like a cinnamon roll. Like, imagine having a Cinnabon, and the, you know, like, when you, like, if you peel apart a Cinnabon, that's like, the, it's wrapped around, like, the inside is like the gooey cinnamon right. thing, whatever. It was like that, and it was, I mean, it was all over. And I was like, this is... Money. Money. And, I, Money. and I just sat there and just started eating it. And this was like two weeks ago. I sat there and just ate half of it. And I felt like a, a fat turd. 
because well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, yeah, <laughs> yeah it, but you're probably a happy fat turd. That's oh, sure. it was. I was. All well, right. let's uh, let's let's get the Sultan out of here. I mean, out out here, because you know, it's not just all about snacks on this show. It's also about oh. drinks, and the Sultan of Seltzer has done one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine reviews of seltzers on this show. The number one rated seltzer is the Wild Basin Black Raspberry, at eight point four out of ten. And the lowest rated is the White Claw Passion Fruit at 4.1. And then everything else in between. Truly Kiwi Mojito Style, Smirnoff Pink Lemonade, Three Birds Hard Seltzer Mango, Truly Classic Lime Margarita. That's one of my favorites. I had that today. Sonic Hard Seltzer Mango Guava, Brilliant Hard Seltzer Mojito, and Vizzy Lemonade Hard Seltzer Strawberry Lemonade. What do we have in store today, Sultan? The, The Sultan has returned. The Sultan has been kind of taking a breather for about i don't know what was it, about a month and a half two months yeah but well, today, now that the weather's getting nicer it's hard to do be the sultan of seltzer in the winter yeah, you know yeah this, there's no sultans the, the sultan is hibernating i mean when you watch the movie aladdin and he's and he's a sultan or, or somebody in there's a sultan jafar or something like that you don't yeah. see any snow yeah there's no snow yeah exactly the carpet would fall out of the sky if it was snowing. yeah yeah it'd be too heavy yeah uh, <laughs> all right <laughs> all right here we go the 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 Sultan of Seltzer is going to review the Crook and Marker Organic Super Grain Alcohol Margarita Classic Lime. There's a lot of words on here. Classic Oof. Lime flavor made by <laughs> flavor made with tequila, and it's organic. Apparently, that's my first critique. Is they got to they got to they got to get some of these words. Like, yeah, it's a lot they gotta of words. Got to condense this here. down. Yeah. Yeah, because obviously it says Crook and Marker Margarita. Zero sugar. On the, yes, it says yes. Wow. Oh, whoa. I didn't even see that. Yeah, yeah. zero sugar. Wow. It has a gold top, which is pretty dope. I like that. Um, you know, and, and, and the, the, the can is a little festive, which you always yeah, like. Yeah, nice that's a good design. Can. I like, the, I like the, uh, the presentation, for sure. Yeah, and that's why I like the uh, Wild Bass and Black Raspberry, because it looked like a right. dark Yellowstone. So here, here we go with a little, little open. Nice. I didn't even hear it. <laughs> you didn't hear it? Oh, man. No. I put it right next to the mic, too. All <laughs> right. Well, well, it, will come, <laughs> it will come through on the recording. I'm sure. Well, no, no, noticing my, my audio, that's, that's sucked right, ass right. Last, last whatever. All right. Here we go. So here we go. The Give it a little margarita. sniff. Let me see if you get get a little. It does yeah. smell like a regular margarita uh, seltzer. I like that. Okay. All right. Let's take a little, little sip All of right. the gold. I love the gold top. He's going to take a sip here of the. Crook in the marker, margarita, classic lime. That's a weird type of liquid. Ooh, the face is not was not. Say, it's not bad. It's not okay, bad. Okay, okay. But like the, it didn't taste like. Well, I guess maybe it's not because it's not as cold. But like it was like, I don't know. Let me do it. Go, let me and it's go supposed after. to be like, uh, wasn't it like all natural or something? Like what is? Yeah, it's or, it's US organic. DA organic. So it's like a, it's like, it, it, ta- it. You know how like you drink like a, like water or you have a beer or something like that. Sure. It's a it's a normal. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's just like it's a different type of liquid. Like it's like, okay, not what you were expecting. Not what I was. Ex- it's like thicker, thick water. Okay. Yeah, thick water. Um, it's actually not bad. Now, now oh, here's a. Knock. So it's got some texture to it. Yeah, texture. Here's a knock. Eleven point five ounces. Okay. Okay. Not 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 a fan of that. Um. Yeah, but honestly. What's the Not alcohol? Bad. Five. It? It's five. Okay, five. Okay. okay. So, so if you're trying to feel uh, a little bit better about yourself, zero sugars. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has classic uh, flavors. It says on here, it's made with tequila, so that's always nice. Um, yeah. But overall, the Crook and Marker uh, Margarita. They also have a mojito, and they also have a different margarita, which I think is strawberry and hibiscus or something. Oh yeah, that uh, truly has that uh, combination as well—the strawberry yeah. hibiscus. That seems to be a thing. So overall, yeah. I, I, I have a rating for this. Let me take a sip while we get the All drum right, roll. Take another sip and think about this rating here. Oh yeah, I gotta find the drum roll here. Let's go drum roll. Hmm. Crook and Marker Margarita Classic Lime is a solid seven point two. 7.2 out of 10. Yeah. That puts it in the one, two, three, four, fifth spot. Fifth of the 10. Five of the 10. So it's yeah. like right there in the halfway mark right now. 
Uh, that's not bad. It, 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 and and it, you would say it's in like the upper half. Yeah, the, it, I wouldn't the, say yeah. it's on the style of Truly or anything like that. Now, sure. the the the, ki- the kiwi mojito style poolside pack wasn't that great, but of course, the classic lime margarita style was really really good. That's our second ranked on here, but seven point two is it's it's good. Now again, not gonna go search it and seek it out, uh, but overall, I mean, it's a solid flavor, and again, zero sugars for fat people. Um, right, right. We'll take that <laughs> and, as a collective, uh, as fat people of America. We'll take yeah, that exactly. And it's it's just overall. I mean, it's it's a good flavor. It's like I, I'm not going to wince at it or say like, oh gosh, I got to really finish this one uh, because I will say that we tried last night the new White Claw Peach, and uh, I'm not going to put this on here because I already had it. Um, and that one was like a whoa. Uh, yeah, I'm know. not a big peach guy. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I, I never I've never been a fan of the peach flavor in any of the seltzers i've had so okay okay it's pretty and good I, I, mentioned, I mentioned to mike that yeah i bought the uh, I, I highly recommend that truly margarita pack too because that's uh had a couple of those today love them love them that uh, pretty much every flavor in that pack is, is solid so money yeah um, definitely and it, it does i like when they do have that margarita type flavor to it so that is a crooked marker margarita classic lime 7.2 out of 10 not much to say on the final lap today i mean the only notes were uh the wizards did sign sydney uh sydney king's forward xavier crooks uh who's the mvp of the australian basketball league he's now signed through next year uh this is an undrafted guy he played at winthrop and apparently just has been killing it in australia so the wizards throwing a flyer out on this guy uh kitayama did win the arnold palmer invitational this weekend i think by a stroke um and then jets left tackle Dwayne brown the 37 year old is going to be returning for his 17th season in the nfl uh which is wild by the way i did i think i said this to you over text uh travis kelsey on snl last night was pretty solid i I go back you can watch the clips on youtube for the people at home like you don't have to go watch the whole episode like just 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 search him and he he was in some funny sketches i I had a very low expectations for him because i don't really like travis kelsey that much it's kind of annoying so i was like man this guy's just kind of a douche i will say like (laughs) this this changed my opinion on him and i was like okay this guy can actually be kind of funny he can be like make fun of himself it seemed like and his brother his whole family was there his brother was there was in a sketch or two with him and like it was not bad and look snl kind of stinks but like (laughs) this episode was actually pretty darn solid and so i'm just for the sports fans out there with the connection i'll have to check it out um yeah, because Kelsey, yeah, I was like, this guy is such an a-hole, but no, but Kelsey <laughs> was like, all right, this guy's kind of, uh, he changed my mind, Mike, he changed my mind. Uh, <laughs> let's get into the, before we end the show, we'll hit up Mike's trivia corner here, chance for you to play along at home, um, and uh, feel free to answer the question with your friends. So, <laughs> with your friends. Yeah. All right. So, the DC Sports Trivia Question of the Week. At the 1910 Washington Senators home opener, which sitting U.S. president started (laughs) a tradition of throwing out the ceremonial first pitch? This is is a problem because (laughs) I, like, I know this. I like I've seen the picture. I've seen it like, hey, this guy was the first one to throw it. Right. I'm also the, here's another problem. I'm terrible with dates in history. I love history. I'm terrible with knowing like when things actually happened. Like, uh, uh, so this is bad. This is really bad. 1910. Okay. Um, think I will give you a hint and then a question if you'd like. Because again, it, this is like right, over a right. hundred years ago. No, but this is a good. This is something I should know because again, like being a baseball fan, it's a thing. So you said you were, you have a hint for me. A hint is think of something that is a classic Nats thing that may involve presidents. Oh, okay, yeah, right, 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 right. No, that's smart. I, I, I and the funny thing is, is I was thinking. Sorry, let me. I'm just, I'm just thinking for a second. So I, I don't. So I understand you're talking about the racing presidents. Um, it's obviously not George Washington. It's not um, Abraham Lincoln. It's uh, the other. I was thinking it might be Taft. I don't think it's Teddy Roosevelt, but it could be Teddy Roosevelt. I'm not looking at you because I don't want you to give it anything away. Because um, I feel like the other guys that do the race is Taft and Roosevelt, unless there's another guy in there. Wasn't that there was. a guy in there for like a season? 
like Car- William Carver or some crap? Well, it certainly wasn't William Carver, but I think it was uh, Coolidge might have been in Coolidge. There. Calvin Coolidge. Calvin Coolidge was in the mix. and it Whatever the hell he, that is. So I feel like... <laughs> I feel like it's I feel like it's a 50-50 shot between Taft and Roosevelt. There's really no question to ask you because like I think it's it comes down to those two. And now here's where the issue is is now I have to make a pick and I yep. have a coin flip here. Stare um, stare into my sultan of seltzers. No, I'm looking away. I'm looking uh, away. I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking. Like diamond. Cuz I'm trying to associate like who The reason why I'm leaning towards Taft is because why else would he be part of this group? There doesn't <laughs> seem to be another reason for him to be part of the racing presidents when those other three are obviously super well-known presidents. Taft seems a little out of the ordinary here, so that is why I'm going to go with Taft. As William as. Howard Taft is the correct answer. Yeah, okay. I, I, was, wasn't he the guy that said, walk softly and carry up? No, that was Teddy Roosevelt. That was Teddy uh, Roosevelt. No, so that it was the other wasn't. He didn't say, well, Teddy Roosevelt didn't say, walk you know, sparsely and carry a big twig. Yeah, walk. <laughs> Google walk it. Yeah, Teddy Roosevelt quote, walk softly and carry a big stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was him. That was his... Uh, his foreign policy speak softly and carry a big stick. You will go far. Yeah, no, but so Taft was the great, one that great I feel policy. Like, I feel like Taft was the one that died in like the tub. Unless, <laughs> That's like, right. He, really he drowned fat? or something, and he couldn't get out. Wasn't he really fat? Yeah, he was a fatty. I feel like he had glasses. And, yeah, he was the heaviest president, five feet eleven, and his weight peaked at three forty towards the end of his presidency. Three forty. Um, 340. It's like, oh, that was his peak, huh? Okay. Um, <laughs> There's a lot more fat people like, out wow, there today. That's, that's my uh, goal weight. No. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, so yeah, he was, yeah, he died of like heart disease and all the stuff. He lived to be 72, though, which wow. is kind of long for a guy like in the 20s who's like 400 pounds. Um, <laughs> the 20s. But, uh, but yeah, so Taft, it was Taft. Okay. Whew, I'm so glad I got that right. Um, <laughs> just because, like, yeah, uh, the logic was sound though. It's like, why would he have be in the mix with? Those All right, guys? now on to foreign policy. <laughs> yeah, now let's get, get into our second half of the show. We're talking all things Joe Biden. No. Uh, <laughs> all right, that about does it for this episode. Uh, hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, this is this is kind of be going to be the thing here. A little more laid back now with NFL season gone. Um, you know, a lot of drinking, and a lot of eating. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, hockey and and, uh, and NBA are obviously uh, progressing towards the, their end. There's almost 20 games left, basically, in those seasons. And then March Madness coming up, baseball coming up. So still plenty of sports going on, but we'll definitely be doing the offseason uh, coming up for sure because we got to get some drafts going. Uh, besides Indeed. that, people, follow us on social media at the DC Crossover and at Surround 16 on YouTube and on TikTok, DC Crossover Podcast. We will see you all next week. John Z, take us out.